welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Pokemon, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything Pokemon and Alola. We are in a new season of Pokemon Go, along with other things to kind of wait for in this coming year. Like, there's a lot happening. Uh, at least there was a lot that came out of that presents that I think uh, we were more than expecting, maybe. Um, I know the, the next generation of Pokemon was announced, which I guess to some of us was a surprise, but not really, or at least some of us were kind of hoping, like, eh, you know what, maybe we can wait another year for a new generation. And I know there's that argument of, like, oh, they need to wait for the graphics, or, you know, there's the other side where it's just like, oh, we, they can wait because we already have a lot of content. I don't know. That's other stuff we can talk about later. But, yeah, hi. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Um, we have the Johto Go- Johto tour to talk about uh, at least my experience with that uh and then we'll go through the pokemon presents which i have the opportunity to do so i think what i'm going to do is kind of play the presents and talk about the events as we go through it uh and that way i can kind of get i can remember what my initial reactions were on everything that uh, i kind of saw through there but uh yeah everything's fine everything's good Uh, i was a little sick for for a a while and i've just been busy with work and stuff so i haven't had uh, a good time to get around to recording um i have noticed though we're gonna kind of segue a little bit here um a little bit of an influx of subscribers on my youtube channel but not for any of my podcast episodes which surprisingly enough um it's for my pokedex binder that uh this is a video i recorded a couple years ago um where my plan and, and it's still my on plan right now like it's still ongoing it's a continuing project where uh i'm creating a, a card binder uh and it's the pokedex so every pokemon has their slot in the pokedex number and if there is a full art card for that pokemon i would put that you know card in that slot not like a regular rare or hollow rare or whatever it's just gonna if it's a full art it goes right there if it's not you know we'll see what other what, i guess maybe my favorite card of that pokemon um that i can find but yeah it's just i gotten comments uh quite a few um lately and i'm just surprised like man youtube algorithm's really weird like you know everyone keeps saying that like all these influencers these youtubers and stuff like the youtube algorithm like i don't even know what you really mean by that like that could be taken any sort of way but uh it's just strange that that is kind of getting some more views now and i feel like i should make an update video i mean i have added cards since then not a lot but i've, I've had it added cards and uh yeah it's just crazy so if you are listening to this episode and you but you first subscribed to my channel because of my pokedex binder um thank you i appreciate it uh thanks for the comments as well and uh and thank you for continuing to listen um i'm, I'm going to assume you're listening to some episodes at least uh and yeah i it kind of makes me a little bit want to go back into recording maybe some pack openings or things like that but that maybe that's over like the summer or something i can do where i actually have time to do that but yeah i just wanted to throw it in there because it was just kind of it was a nice little surprise and uh and i haven't gotten around to responding to all the comments but i will and um yeah i just want to say thank you Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, so first up on the list, let's talk about the Pokemon Go Johto Tour experience. Uh, this was last Saturday. Um, this was like a 9 to 9 thing, I believe. It was like 12, maybe 11 hours long. Uh, I want to say it was 9 to 9, but it could be a little bit early. I don't quite remember all the details. And uh, I, I know, I guess to preface this, um, preface, 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 one of those two, Uh the Pokemon Go Kanto Tour was amazing. I loved that day. And I most of, for the most part, I stayed at home. 
but it was just really cool to see all the random spawns. It was really cool uh, to hear the music. Um, I love the, the I don't know if they really increased shiny chances, but there was just more chances to see shiny Pokemon because there's so many spawns there. So, you know, catching several shiny Pokemon a day, doing all these raids, it was just great. And so it made me think, and I, you know, I, I, you could go back to an episode, I'm sure, where I covered that experience or I talked about it where, you know, it was only a matter of time till we were going to get a Johto tour. Like, it only makes sense for them to do a, a, uh, a tour every single year for every single generation. I mean, I think that's just kind of easy, easy event building, right? And so we got the Johto tour. This time picking between gold and silver. I of course picked silver because that was the game that I picked way back when the first when the games first came out. And uh, if okay, so before I go into any details, if I were to summarize my experience in one word, I would probably say underwhelming, but not in a negative way. I I I know that's gonna come off like people are gonna be like, oh man, he didn't have a good time, whatever. And like no 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 no, I did I did have a good time, but I think the the level expectation or maybe the i don't know the the hype surrounding it first of all which just was not as high as kanto tour i just remember so many people talking kanto and i i thought johto would have maybe the same effect because i know a lot i have a lot of friends who really love the johto region love syndiquil love um crobat uh you know amphros all these pokemon uh, from the Johto region that had so many memories, Entei, Raikou, Suicune, uh, Ho-Oh, Lugia, even the legendaries, right? And so I would think, oh, the hype for this should be the same. Well, it wasn't leading up to it. Um, it wasn't there, even though I was still excited. Like, I would say I was just as excited for this as I was for the Kanto tour. And when the event happened, um, I don't know. It just didn't feel the same. The spawns were there, yes, but it just didn't feel as... I don't know, as diverse as the spawns for the Kanto tour. Um, now, to be fair, and I think this is what probably kind of uh, factors into it, is that, you know, Johto Pokemon, there's only 100 of them, really. Right? There's 151, and then there's another 100 for the Johto decks. Uh, and it's it's limited to, I don't know, how many is it? Like 95, maybe, new Pokemon that you would kind of catch and evolve because then this this was like a bad transition but like there's five pokemon that are evolved from like the kanto pokemon right do you have polyworld to polytoad you have uh golbat to crobat so you were seeing some kanto pokemon still too and it was like it, it was just didn't feel as diverse as kanto um but the the overall event i would say uh it was it was okay it was fine it wasn't anything you know extraordinary it wasn't anything um that was like over the top anything that was really eventful even catching like celebi wasn't even that like didn't feel that great well for stars we also got like two celebis they gave us one celebi before and then they gave us a shiny celebi so catching celebi again was like okay here's our third one i guess third second i'm pretty sure it's our third one but even catching ho and lugia I mean, they have overused these two legendary Pokemon so many times that to the point where it's not exciting anymore to see Lugia Ho. Like, yeah, they're cool. I love Lugia. I love Ho-Oh. But, like, to raid them, it's kind of like, eh, I don't really need to raid these guys. I, the only raids I did do were the Ho-Oh raids, and that's because I don't have a shiny Ho-Oh. I have a shiny Lugia. I just don't have a shiny Ho-Oh. So it made sense for me to keep doing those. Um... 
the collection challenges were uh, felt a little bit easier, I guess. But maybe because I already knew what was going on, like I knew what to expect. It's like, okay, drop that incense, keep just waiting for that rare spawn, it'll pop up. Uh, the only thing that was kind of a slightly aggravating was the um, getting Umbreon because you had to wait until, at least for me, it was like 7 p.m., which is like two hours right before the event ends, to evolve Eevee into that Umbreon. So uh, it was just kind of uh, uh, unnerving. Wait, no, nerving, un un unsettling because it's like, okay, well, I know I had to do this. And am I going to be able to finish everything else in time? Which I was able to. I got all my collection challenges. Except for the, the battle ones, which I didn't care for. And I'm, I'm a little upset that there was a collection challenge to it. Not that it shouldn't matter. Because, you know, it, who cares? If I don't do battle, why am I going to go for the battling collection challenge? But it's just like a medal that I didn't get. Because it just wasn't for me. And it's just like I hate seeing that number of like, you collected 31 medals. And it's like, well, everyone else has like 32 you know, so I missed out, but it just, I don't know, I just kind of wish they'd gone away with the, the trainers all together, or at least just not have main data collection challenge at all, because people have to really go out of their way, and I get it, I get it, it's an event, go out and walk, go out and do this and that, but even if you were to go out and walk, if you're not in a very busy city, and you have very limited Pokestops, the chances of you being able to find these Pokemon are very or not Pokemon, but Pokemon trainers are very slim, I guess. Um, and then even then, like, what if you're not really prepared to battle them? Although I'm sure they made them easy. I don't know, because I didn't battle a single one. So, uh, I don't know. It was just, I guess there was just more little nuances, more little, not like over-the-top frustrating things, but just kind of like, you know, like someone's like poking you. It's like, hey, 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 hey. And it was like, wait, stop, 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 please. I'm just trying to catch my Pokemon. Leave me be. Um, I think that's what it was. Uh, was it worth the fifteen dollars? I'd still, I, I, I would say yes. Um, I know I said that hesitantly, and I'm just trying to think. Okay, what do I get? Like, right? I get the Celebi. I get the Lugia raids. I get the Ho -Oh raids. All these things, items, Pokemon collection challenges. I would still say yes. It's, it's worth the fifteen dollars. Um, but you would have to definitely make sure that you plan like an event day for that. Like, not just stay at home, but go out to a park, go out to a theme park, go out and walk and go out and, and adventure and and be able to um, go to various Pokestops and gyms and stuff like that to really flesh out the $15 um, or uh, to really like, just in general get your money's worth, if not more. So uh, that's the only thing I would recommend probably. And, and maybe that's something I would do for the Hoenn event, which... I'm sure we'll get a Hoenn tour. There, it's like almost inevitable at this point. Like they're gonna give us a Hoenn tour. Uh, but yeah, that's that's just kind of where I sit with now um, with with that Johto tour. Uh, I still had fun. I still you know enjoyed listening to a couple of the tracks because I don't think I've been listening to all three. There were supposed to be three uh, remix tracks by Masuda, but I I don't think I I heard all three, and I can't quite remember where the the three that were supposed to be done. Um, so, you know, that part wasn't that memorable. But, you know, uh, you let me know how your Jojo tour was, if it was any different, it was worse, it was better, if you thought it was worth the 15 I almost want to say, did we pay $5 for the Kanto tour? Or was that GoFest that I'm thinking about? I just remember one of them being, like, discounted uh, because... Oh, it was it was GoFest because it was supposed to be like a five dollar. It was their fifth anniversary, so never mind, not Canto Tour. But um, 
yeah, uh, I'm not sure yet about how this Shadow Apex thing is really going to work out. Uh, it kind of seems like a, a bit of a, uh, a, not a scam, but just like lazy reward incentivizing, I guess. Like, oh, it's got Arrow Blast Plus Plus. It's really, you kind of come up with maybe a different name for it. Something that's unique to just Pokemon Go and not necessarily just using what's already established and just adding a symbol next to it. Like, it just seems, it just seems slightly lazy. And I don't know if it's worth the shadow. Like, I almost want to say if it's near perfect IVs, then it'd be worth it. But like, right, what if you get there and the IVs for it, if, and this really only pertains to battling, right? Because for casual collector, who really cares? Um, but like the IVs are like really low and trash. Like who's going to care then? <laughs> like what, why is that worth it? I don't know. That's just my thoughts on that, on that shadow apex research thing. And I am going to take my sweet time with it because I really don't care for the shadow versions of these Pokemon. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, uh, we are in a new season of go, which we'll bring up here in just a second when we go through presents, but this is then the next day, right? We get finally the Pokemon presents, which they, they announced this on Saturday or Friday. I can't remember. It was one of those two days. But it was like, again, one of those like last minute kind of things. It's like, hey, stay tuned in like five hours. Here's your Pokemon Presents. Um, not obviously that quick, but still. Uh, apparently, there was supposed to be a lot of marketing. Now, to be... Um, to make sure that there's no confusion or, or uh, mis miscommunication, from my understanding and from what I heard from other podcasts and other YouTubers that there was a press release that was sent out from the Pokemon company stating that because of what is going on in the world, especially with Ukraine and, and you know, that war happening, um, that they significantly reduced a lot of the promotion for the Pokemon Presents. Uh, they, they couldn't, uh, I'm sure they could have postponed it maybe, but they said they couldn't. Uh, you know, it was all pre-recorded, it was all already planned, and I get it, I think they need to kind of stick to that, that's fine, but I think they made the right call of, like, not significantly promoting this, I think they were probably intending it to be something much, much bigger, probably leading up to it, because there was that, I think there was a Japanese tweet that came out, like, the poster showing, like, each day leading up to Pokemon Presents, there was going to be a new announcement about one of the games or something like that, you know, Sword and Shield, Unite, Cafe Mix, and all that stuff, and then we saw the Pokemon Presents symbol on Saturday, and then uh, and 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 that was it, really. Like that's all we got to see, and and that that's probably fine. Like I think they made the right call. Kudos to the Pokemon Company for kind of being uh, personable, maybe, or just kind of understanding the situation and doing what they could do. Uh, in in like kind of the immediate turnaround of things, right? Because they couldn't. I'm. I feel, it sounds like they kind of planned this like way less, uh, six months in advance, maybe. Uh, which we obviously didn't know that was going to happen. And so when it did come up, it was like, oh well, you know what? Mm, let's not. Let's hold back on all the promotion. Which makes me curious now. What what is that? What was that promotion going to look like? What was that marketing going to look like for the Pokemon Presents? Or are they talking about marketing like post presents? I don't know, but. Uh, they also stated they, they uh, uh, donated a large amount of money to the human humanitarian efforts um, to help out over there. So, again, kudos to the Co Pokemon Company for that. Okay, so let's talk about the presents. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the video in the background. Uh, I muted it so that way the sound doesn't go over my voice here. Uh, and then I'm just going to kind of talk through it as it's playing. 
uh, and kind of bring up my initial reactions about it, and then heavily, of course, talk about the uh, the Gen 9 stuff, the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, trailer. So I started playing it. We get the little Pikachu tail, Pokemon Presents. Um, there's Masuda, and then all the stuff in the back. It's like, oh, oh I'm sorry, not Masuda, Ishihara. Uh, all the stuff in the back, like people looking around like, okay, where are the clues, right? Because that was a thing before where... They ha- I think he had the, like, Let's Go games, and there was, like, Espeon Umbreon, and it's like, oh, Let's Go Johto, we're gonna get Let's Go Johto. No. He's just got all the games in the back, which is pretty cool. Uh, I like the setup. He's got the uh, Pokemon Legends game with Arceus figure and the Ledge starters right there, and then it's talking Pikachu in the back, which is kind of neat. I think that is, like, a regular toy that they sell, you know, you can find at Target or something, or at least you used to. I don't see it anymore. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's half creepy and half kind of cool. Uh, we'll see. What? A, oh, he's got a cool Pikachu pin. I didn't realize he had a Pikachu pin on his uh, on his uh, collar there. Huh. Okay. Now we go to Utsunomiya. Utsunomiya, I think so. Uh, he's got all the uh, starter evolutions in the back. Their final evolutions, and then Urshifu. Some legendaries here and there, probably from recent games, of course. Okay. The first thing they announce was the season of Alola and Pokemon Go, which is pretty cool and pretty exciting. Um, oh, there's uh, Rowlet's Feather, Poplio's Balloon. And then I just realized, was there even anything for Litten? I mean, I guess there's really no... Oh, wait, I think they started with, like, some fire, maybe? Uh, so, yeah, Pokemon Go ha- is in the season of Alola. Uh, I'm going to pause it here because let's go off the Pokemon Go live website to look at some of the stuff. Um, welcome to the season of Alola, which is spanning until June 1st. So, it started at the beginning of March. It's going to end on June 1st. So, leading us into the summer uh, summer months. And they have introduced Young Goose. Pikapek, Rowlet, Litten, Poplio, Rockruff, Jengmao, and of course their corresponding evolutions, all into Pokemon Go. Uh, except there is one evolution that's kind of missing because we did get Rockruff, and you can you can evolve it into Midnight Form Lycanroc and Midday Form Lycanroc, but there's no Dusk form like in rock so it makes me think that they're going to make that into a particular event probably um maybe rock rough get uh uh his own event or maybe a community day although that might be slightly odd would it nah i don't know the, their community day with march is actually a little weird now too um so i think let me just make sure oh comfe is also released uh as well but that's only appearing in hawaii so unfortunately the rest of us here outside of hawaii can't get that shiny forms you can get shiny rock rough and shiny young goose as well so those are possibilities uh and then as far as raids go rock rough is the only uh is well is it yeah eggs and raids are the only ways you can get rock rough can't find it in the wild um but also in raids you will get tapu coco which is increasingly like i don't know like throughout the last couple years tapu coco has become like i think my favorite electric pokemon my favorite yeah my favorite electric type pokemon um i just like this design i like it's like personality its behavior uh i love the card in the tcg um i built a couple decks around tapu coco and that's probably what has grown like made my love for tapu coco grown uh so yeah there's just like a a, a lot uh of i don't know a lot of uh favor in tapu coco and i'm really happy that 
it's the first one. I think out of all four of them, I think it would be the obvious first one to pick, especially since it was so heavily uh, anime uh, put into the anime uh, right from the beginning. Um, I think I've already caught like three Tapu Kokos, maybe four. I can't quite remember. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm happy about that. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, they are doing special research. Uh, for each month, it looks like March first. No, two. Okay, so we have March first, March twenty second. Uh, March twenty second is the Akala Island special research. April twelfth is the Ula Ula Island special research. May tenth is Pony Island special research, and and oh, May twenty fifth is the end of season special research. So throughout these times, you'll be able to collect. Uh, complete different special research line to learn about each of the islands. I would also assume they in kind of introduce new Pokemon that may be like unique to those islands uh, once they bring that up. And then the community day is weird because I think we were all heavily thinking, oh, it's got to be a starter next. But no, it's it's Sandshrew and Alolan Sandshrew. Uh, it's on March 13th, so next week. But Oh, what what's going on because they've given us the other two dates right we already knew that these dates were going to be community days march 13th april 23rd may 21st so if they kind of skip the starter and they're doing this weird alolan kind of community day where you get the regular sandshrew and the alolan sandshrew are we expecting the same thing on april 23rd where it'll be like grimer or oh, heaven forbid meowth or volpix and and same thing with May twenty first would be the uh, one of the other ones that's that wasn't picked. I don't know. It's so weird and 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 I don't know how I feel about it. Like I'm always down for community days and for shiny Pokemon, but it's just I I, it, I don't know. It just it feels a little off to me. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know how many people are complaining about it. I mean, I think I already have a shiny sand shrew, but I'm always down to get some more, especially because I need a shiny, shiny sand slash, and then I don't have a shiny Alolan sand shrew and an Alolan sand slash. So uh, I'll be looking forward to that. That's a lot of sh and sh like I'm just getting all confused there now. Um, but yeah, season of Alola. So fun stuff to look forward to. All right, let's go ahead and continue the Pokemon presents. They were talking about how there was a Lolan Executors appearing uh, in the wild leading up to it. Because I think it was like, what, two, two, day, two days before? So there's that. And then what do we have next? Is it Cafe Mix? Oh, no, it's EX. Pokemon Masters EX. So we finally get the reveal of the other sync pairs. We knew May and Latias was going to be one of them. But then they finally show us, uh, what is it? Raihan and Flygon, and then the other one is Skyla and uh, is it Tor no Tornadus Thunderous Landorus Tornadus? I think it's Tornadus uh, that she's because it makes sense because of the flying type, of course. Um, then they show that they, they open up Victory Road, which is kind of like a tutorial, which is actually a really good tutorial. And I they should have done that like from the beginning because I think that explained things so well on what these like special stats mean and like how do you like um pick like who you uh should fight with and what supports do and things like that so uh i'm glad that it's in there now especially for new people to come into it but 
man, I, I wish they had thought about that sooner. And then once you're done with it, you actually get to pick between one of the um, Kanto Trio depicts, whether it's Cygna Suit, uh, Red, Blue, or Leaf. So that was a pretty cool reward. Um, now, now they're showing off the sync pairs. So again, May and Latias, uh, Skyla and Tornadus, uh, and then Raihan and Flygon, which are all available now. I have my May and Latias. I've spent enough gems on Skyla and I haven't pulled her yet so I'm still going to pull for her and then we'll see what happens if I even get to Raihan because I think last year I missed out on Steven Metagross um, and then they're doing the same thing like they did last year where they're giving you a ticket which allows you to pull a 10 pair ticket uh, 10 pair scout uh, so you can pull up to 100 sync pairs throughout the whole event which is pretty neat um, and then they were just giving away gems like crazy so uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of events going on right now at Pokemon Masters EX, so it's very overwhelming. Um, I'm not, like, I feel like I'm missing out on some things, because uh, a lot of these events have, like, specific, like, you know, challenges, like you have to beat them with the Kanto Pokemon, or beat them with gym leaders, or whatever like that, and so I have to, like, take, like, a day and just commit to, like, knowing, okay... This is for this. This is for that. Yeah, the, it's a it's a whole thing. But I'm still enjoying Pokemon Masters EX. Okay, next they showed up some Pokemon Cafe mix stuff, which uh, okay, it's there. Great. The only thing that it was in this little announcement that made me slightly consider going back to this game is the opportunity to get a shiny Piplup. But I still have not opened the game, so that, apparently that was not enough. Um, I don't, I don't know what to make of. This. I can't really speak of this game. Like, please tell me, let me know what your thoughts are on Pokemon Cafe Mix. If you're enjoying it, uh, like, what is your day-to-day -day routine? Like, do you have a consistent routine? Like, you have to go in and complete five events or something like that. I don't even know how that works. So, because every other game, like Pokemon Go, has like you know specific things day by day. You have to catch a Pokemon, spin a Pokestop. Uh, do a special research or whatever. Not a special research, field research. So I'm wondering if Cafe Mix has something similar to that. Um, but yeah, oh, there's the shiny Piplup, which is adorable, but still not not enough for me to, to go back to it. Okay, uh, Pelipper flying off. I guess there's like this sort of randomized thing, pickup delivery. I guess that's sort of like the gotcha aspect to the game. Um, kind of like your ticket scouts like your your poke poke scouts or whatever from master cx um okay now we're switching to unite that's right pokemon unite which i'm still having a blast playing when i do uh the battle season the frontier battle pass or whatever is kind of ending i think next week um they did bring in aegislash man i how do you pronounce that name? Aegislash. I'm pretty sure that's the proper pronunciation for it. Uh, which I did buy, which was kind of fun to play. Uh, I like trying him out every once in a while and trying to get used to him. Um, but yeah, they introduced Hoopa now into this game. And it's really like bizarre because you... As Hoopa, you can actually warp your teammates to various points, and I've seen them all. I've seen people warp it to, like, uh, what is it, um, Dreadnought. I've seen people warp it to, like, the other enemies' goals, like, at the end of the game, like, towards the end. So that way they score right away, and I don't know, it's, it's really, it's kind of cool. Uh, I just don't know if I have the brain capacity to 
to use it like it, maybe it is simple but to me i'm just like ah eh, you know i just rather you know pick my my blast toys and just let me defend the the goals and stuff but they also have unleashed like all the licenses meaning that you can like play with anybody for like a limited time which is kind of neat you know get to that you try out some new characters that you you know had questions about before uh and then if you wanted to you could just buy it right after the event or at the end of the event, so that we get to keep the license for it. And then they teased it at the very, very end, the next character to be released, which is going to be Duraladon. Now, the attacks they show and stuff wasn't all that exciting. I think maybe they were holding back just a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It looks like it's using Stealth Rock. I don't, I'm not sure what the other attack was, but uh, we'll see what comes out of that one. Um, I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, I, like I said, I, I still like playing Pokemon Unite. I think it's still a good game. Um, it's definitely not for... I, I don't know, it's hard to get competitive with it because I kind of just like casual play. The ranking system just stresses me out. Uh, we do get an update for BDSP, which they brought Shaman into this. Uh, you get Professor Oak's letter, takes, then you get to go to that flower garden and get Shaman. Yay! I haven't touched BDSP since I beat uh, Cynthia eons ago, it feels like. I haven't logged in yet because I think you have until March 27th? to get the letter from Mr. Gift. Because as soon as you get the letter, you can go any time after that to get to, to catch the shaman or the chance to catch the shaman. But um, yeah, I, I maybe eventually I will. I guess I will try my chances at trying to shiny hunt this thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it's going to take a lot of motivation for me to even open up BDSP again. Next up, we get an update for Pokemon Legends Arceus, which they have brought in massive mass outbreaks. So in this case, there are chances where there will, a rainstorm will happen in an area. And in that rainstorm, you'll see several, almost like a dozen uh, ma mass outbreaks happen. And they're all question mark. You don't know what they are. Throughout the storyline, though, you you get the uh, you'll find out that you have to feed um, or spend five aguav berries, I think they're called, uh, to uh, unveil what all these outbreaks are, who they are, and now there's certain special ones. So if they're marked with like a little fruit symbol, that means you get a chance to get an uh, one of those special berries that you would need to pay to unveil all these things. Um, you just get a quick pause. Sorry for this weird edit. I had finished recording like the whole episode on my computer and then when i stopped it to to go through the edits like the last i don't know quarter of my video of my uh, recording i should say sorry my audio recording was uh was was gone it wasn't there and when i was playing back some of it to see where i where it cut off it was like during this part the explanation of the massive mass outbreaks which is exhausting because i literally had a whole conversation about gen 9 and you know went through the whole pokedex trivia and it, it was all gone so sorry for this weird edit but i'm gonna try to pick off uh pick up where i left off um so we were talking about massive mass outbreaks and the uh we were talking about the different symbols which i already covered the berry one um the other symbol is the is a star where if you clear out that first wave of that outbreak right you clear it out then the second wave will either be all of the like evolutions of that pokemon so for example if it was a zorua then it would be zoroarks for this round for the second wave um or it would be a wave of zorua but they would all be alpha zorua so it definitely gives some incentive to go for these specially marked ones um i would assume since 
I guess you could technically clear three of them very easily um, in a uh, whatever time span it is. I don't know what the exact minutes. I think someone said it was like a 10 minute time span. I don't know if that's accurate, but I would say probably clear at least one of the berry ones. So that way you keep replenishing the berries if you want to unveil all of your massive mass outbreaks. Um, but the alpha ones are definitely kind of cool, especially if you're going to be alpha hunting, uh, maybe having an alpha live decks or whatever it is that you want to do with your Pokedex. Uh, you know, that would be worthwhile going or if you need the evolution of something like, let's say you have Turtwig, um, but you have enough candy to level up to Grotto or to Torterra. You know, there's a chance you can get Torterra if you go for a Grotto outbreak lots of different things that you could possibly do and some of them have pretty good stats which means that's less of your like grit that you would use on those pokemon so um you definitely want to check out for those and then uh, i think there was like there was more requests added on um i can't recall now if i already covered this part but they did add the like sort of a um as like a 50 level uh, battle gauntlet where if you go to your room and you sleep in your bed you have uh, Arceus like visits you and said like challenges you to these like battles there's 50 of them to complete and then once you complete them you get a little mark on your pokedex saying that you've done the battle reverie I think it's called something like that and then there is the path of solitude which initially it sounded like it was going to be let's go uh, master master trainers right it's like metapod versus metapod or uh blastoise versus blastoise it's 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 the same concept in which you are mastering that one particular pokemon but you're not going against the same pokemon you're in fact going against a different one so in my case uh i did the regigigas which the counterpart for that was a bastiodon and then i did a uh samurott which its counterpart was or its opponent was a decidui so um i don't want to assume that it's always type weakness because with i think when i was fighting with the bastiodon uh like i was trying to master that that certain battle it was actually against a blissey so it's not necessarily by weakness i think there's there's some sort of um i guess uh theme or reason to it uh for instance rowlet <laughs> this this one just baffled me baffles me um the rowlet path of solitude battle is against a level 84 syndicate which why like you get almost one shot instantly if you're not on the same level as that syndicate so uh these I, I think they're more interesting or at least definitely much more entertaining than the master trainer battles and let's go uh but it's just almost like you have to definitely level up definitely spend your grit trying to raise all these um effort values and it's it's definitely resource heavy but you know if you want that challenge you know it's definitely there and you do get like a little mark on the pokedex saying that you did that particular path of solitude and so that's something else that you can try to achieve going for in legends of arceus and i think that's it um as far as i know besides the additional requests um the the extra extra story stuff that you get through uh it's i don't know it's it's not like the same it's not like dlc in the sense of what we normally would think of dlc it's not like this grand big down like update uh nothing that we really purchase per se not definitely like isle of armor or crown Tron, crown tundra for sword and shield but you know they did label it i'm pretty sure someone can fact check me on this i'm pretty sure they labeled it as a software update 
So it's almost as if these weren't original. Either these weren't originally going to be there and they kind of made this up at the last minute. Or they had every intention to put it in here in the game before the launch date, but they just didn't make it. And so now they're adding it now because they did finally finish polishing it. Either or, I mean, it didn't cost us anything. Um, it doesn't hurt anybody, right? Like, it doesn't ruin the game for anybody. In fact, I think massive mass outbreaks have become more of a positive thing for most players than not. Um, yes, I'm well aware that it ruins some sort of, like, original shiny hunting method for the outbreak. I don't go into shiny hunting. I don't do shiny hunting, so that I have no opinion on that. But I think overall, this was a very cool update that they added for Pokemon Legends of Arceus. Now, as far as gen 9 because that's what we're getting up to next sorry like, like i said weird edit like i'm not even at my computer anymore i don't i can't even watch the video anymore my whole settings ruined the volume or the like the yeah the volume of the video recording or the audio recording is like all over the place now sorry about that hopefully next time it won't happen again um so if i recall correctly the gen 9 teaser trailer starts off with the security card that is going up an escalator now initially like throughout that the whole beginning part where he's going up the escalator down the hallway to the open door where there's like some light coming from it i was thinking it's got to be detective pikachu too right they announced that game like almost four or five years ago it's got to be some sort of teaser trailer for that they got to introduce this game soon uh and and then the the symbol or the sign for Game Freak came up, and and I thought, well, that was that's weird. Like Game Freak isn't working on Detective Pikachu two. We know it's from a different company, so why is Game Freak being presented here? And I like initially thought, like, oh, it could be a Gen nine game, but for me personally, I can't speak for like popular opinion. Although I kind of expressed my point of view on it, I personally just did not. I it's not like I'm not excited for Gen nine. It's just that I have so much Pokemon to play. I'm okay waiting for Gen 9. Like, I have enough Legends of Arceus content to go through. I love that game, and I want to try to perfect everything in that game. And I'm going to try to. Um, so I have, like, my time fulfilled there. I have Pokemon Unite that I still want to play. Uh, I have Pokemon Go, Pokemon Masters EX. Um, there's also Sword and Shield that I could still go back and, and finish the Crown Tundra stuff. So there is plenty of Pokemon things for me to do. So I initially was not thinking Gen 9. I, I was just like, oh, let's see what cool game this is going to be. Then the security card goes into the room. Everything's like old fashioned stuff. Uh, you got some like definitely hidden symbols in there. Like it was really weird that they focused on like the clock and like this one symbol on this, I think was blanket or something. And then there's like some uh, from some fruits laying around and there's like these emblems on the outside of the door. Like there was definitely a lot of hidden meaning in this. And then the security guard turns around, sees that there's this, this TV screen on and then it zooms in and then we get gameplay footage. And initially, what caught me, what caught my attention was just how vibrant the colors are. Like, it is such a beautiful looking uh, game. Like, the scenery, the Pokemon. Like, I thought Sword and Shield was beautiful. This one kicks it up a notch. And you have just so many bright colors happening on, the, on these landscapes that they're showing you. And so, we continue to see these Pokemon. We continue to see these open areas. And I'm still thinking in my head, like... 
you know is this pokemon stadium because then they zoomed into like a plaza and the the tiling on the floor was just like so cool looking and it had like this large uh sign or symbol on the on the floor with all the uh the type symbols like ice type fire type water type water type and all that all around it and then you could see like pikachu animation and then blissey was there and just like the the town or the plaza or whatever i kept thinking like maybe it's battle state like uh, uh yeah it's a uh, pokemon uh stadium or uh could be like a remake of uh gale of darkness or um battle revolution or something tonight like i still in my head was not thinking this is gen 9 then we get like a close-up of like Viper and oh man the texture on that viper is just so like you like legitimate scales on that viper and then they show you magnemite and the polish and the shine to that magnemite so good looking and then we get the house and then it was at that point i was like this is gen 9 question mark because i was still like a little doubtful i was like no no way and the person's going up the stairs passes their tv passes like the switch and i'm like oh this is gen 9 this is it the house is beautiful by the way i love like how it's just like in this little um cliff not a cliff edge per se but just like kind of isolated and it's very it looks very much like it's weird to say this but like the encanto house you know from the disney movie although it's not quite like that but you know it's got like that definitely spanish influence on it which by the you know we, we already know that it is very heavily spanish influenced or or um you know i i think what the iberian peninsula maybe some italian in there it, it's got a lot of those like themes but spain i think is definitely a major part of it considering that the names of the what we'll talk about soon the starters are spanish sounding or have spanish in, in as part of their name and uh and then we get go back to reality with the security guard looks around doesn't know what just happened and then turns around to see a portrait or a painting maybe a painting or just a photo of the starter pokemon for gen 9 they revealed starter pokemon already right off the bat I don't remember if they ever really done that before because I know they always said what the titles were going to be and then they would go like wait a month to show us the starters. But here we just get the starters right off the bat and the starters all look adorable. They are very much like someone had mentioned it like Neopets looking kind of thing, but uh, they definitely have like I can definitely see the potential in them as like being probably a lot of fan favorite Pokemon like this feels very new and very fresh much more than sword and shield did much more than x and y did um this game already with the starters and just the landscape of it makes it feel like this is a new step in the pokemon franchise for another reason too that we'll get to in just a second but going back to the starters so we have a grass cat sprigatito which you know it's cool for the cat lovers out there nothing against cats it's just me personally i just think we have way too many cats right we have litten we have glammeow we have uh what is it we have um uh litten glammeow uh all the like sixty thousand meows that are out there uh per ugly there's we we have enough cats i'm okay passing up on this one cat then there's foy coco great name definitely chili pepper looking because if you got you got to think about it right fire type spicy spain 
uh, I just think of Spain because like Spanish food is typically like has a lot of spices involved and there's a lot of Spanish dishes that can be very spicy but it's also in the shape of a chili pepper a lot of people thought apple I get it right the little thing on top of its head but if you look at the entirety of the body and it's curved and how its tail is like the end of a chili pepper it's definitely based off a of chili pepper uh, I can definitely see that starter probably being the most uh, liked out of all three and hopefully it has a really cool final evolution something kind of dinosaur like i would assume it is a croc a crocodile it's labeled as the fire croc pokemon um, but we'll see what ends up happening with it and then of course my water type starter because i always pick the water type starter and i the more i look at this pokemon the more i say the name of this pokemon i fall in love with it more and more to the point where i think it's it's right i think it's my second favorite water type starter um I would I have to like look back and rearrange that whole thing but I the name Quaxley initially when I looked at it I was like why is the water type starter a duck and then when I looked at the um I think there was a post online that had the actual true colors because in, in the trailer it was like very it wasn't I wouldn't call it faded but it definitely wasn't like the vibrant colors is a very old-timey kind of photo so to speak but when I saw the online post and it had the vibrant colors to it, the white and the blue to it, I was like, that's a duck. And it was the most magical thing ever. Like, I am immediately enthralled by this, like, having this guy as my, like, little water type starter Pokemon throughout this whole new adventure that I'm going to go on with Gen 9. Quaxley, great name. It's right up there with Overquill you can't get any better than that and i'm very curious if in the anime if it's gonna say quacksy or if it's just gonna quack i i just want it to quack because it'd be great like this i can't wait till its final evolution like there's so many different things seeing that this is spain influence right could be um a pirate could be i don't know maybe some sort of matador of some kind i, I don't know its hat is pretty cool its hat slash hair maybe because there's a little bit of a tuft at the front of it um it gives it like a lot of personality like this duck is oh man i love this duck so much and i can't wait to play this game i can't wait to see what all these evolutions look like i think of the three I, i'm pretty sure most people are going to pick uh, fue coco Sprinka tito is probably second that's a shame because that duck that duck's got spunk man gotta go for that duck all right now the other big thing behind the Gen 9 games, because they also revealed... Oh, sorry. we They revealed the, the names of the games, which is Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Lots of rumors going around. A lot of speculation happening about what these mean because there are different fonts. You know, we're, we're dealing with timelines because in the, trees of tre in the teaser trailer, there was that clock that was spinning very, very fast. Um, if you look at the... Uh, the designs of scarlet and violet as far as our logos go like one has like an old classic look the other one has a more like modern day or futuristic kind of look so i'm not going to dive into that speculation because i just i kind of want to go into this game with just the information that pokemon company gives us but uh the name first of all doesn't have a very good ring to it like i don't i I don't mind them individually, but like you have red and blue, gold and silver, ruby and sapphire, um, diamond pearl. What is next? Black and white, uh, X and Y, right? Is next. And then uh, sun and moon. And then you finally have sword and shield, scarlet and violet. Like it just sounds off. 
it doesn't have like a smooth like transition to it scarlet violet nope doesn't sound anywhere near as smooth as sword and shield so that's the another thing that throws me off about it but that's like so insignificant um i'm definitely probably going to pick violet uh because that would definitely kind of be more of like the blue i guess so to speak the the names are fine but i think the biggest thing to take away from this game they didn't say it in the trailer per se it gave off the vibes of like pokemon legend arceus where you have like these open areas but there was a post or a thing on the official website it says open world with towns that have uh, seamless transitions to them this is very well our very first official open world pokemon game which is just mind-blowing to think about that we are going to have this opportunity to just roam around this new region at any pace that we decide to go with and go down any route we decide that we can do i mean i i feel like there has to be some sort of restrictions but if they're going out of their way to say that this is an open world game because there was another tweet that they just did recently that said like the luscious open areas of you know whatever of pokemon scholar and violet like they're really marketing this as open world game which is not the same way that they marketed pokemon legends arceus they said that there was like semi-open areas but for this to all connect seamless transitions open world this is a whole new like like insight a whole new take on the on the pokemon franchise and a lot of people have been waiting for this a lot of people have been like harping for this over and over again and we're finally getting it so there is unfortunately a lot of high expectations for this game and i say unfortunate because if it doesn't live up to the open world aspect that we know of people are just gonna like brush it over and be like this game's dumb this game is stupid they lied to us blah 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 like i'm not gonna compare this open world game to like open world of horizon zero dawn like that is completely unfair like there's no way that we would expect a pokemon game to be at that level just yet if you have if we haven't noticed game freak does things very gradually they want to perfect something before they establish it as like part of the the um the 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 permanent formula for pokemon so for for us to kind of maybe or for me i guess to expect you know them to have an open world like horizon or maybe um what is it marvel spider-man or you know whatever open world game that we played on like the playstation or xbox uh, i just don't think we should have it at that level i think we should just be expecting just being able to go to any town maybe any gym that we would like to go to um traveling i would assume fast travels there they implemented in legends of arceus technically they have always implemented it, if you think about it with fly but with legends of arceus you didn't need to access fly so fast traveling is probably going to be here as well um there i don't know there's i'm sure they will just do non there's i can see a lot of directs or a lot of just random pokemon info every single month from here on out until the launch of scarlet and violet so super incredibly exciting stuff i i am so ready for this even though i got lots of content still to go through with pokemon i i just want to play these games now 
and we only got a teaser trailer for it we didn't even get a full trailer no other sort of direct for it it was just tacked on like the last five minutes of the the, the pokemon presents and that was it and already i want to play this game so much not just because it's a pokemon game but because of everything of the potential for this pokemon game to be so i hope you're looking forward to it i know a lot of social media posts online are already kind of clamoring about it like giving a lot of high praise and hopefully that hype still continues through and i i fully trust game freak to deliver on it i know legend of arceus disappointed some people diamond and pearl definitely disappointed some people i don't think they're going to disappoint with this one Right, they've been working on this game probably since the end of Sword and Shield, or right, you know, or towards like the tail end of development of Sword and Shield, because they have separate teams that they work on these things. I think this is in good hands. I think we're we're solid for a great Pokemon game that will rival Sword and Shield in as far as sales numbers go. But only time will tell. And that's it. That was all the Pokemon presents. They ended it with just naming the games and then and just kind of leaving us in the dust they've been tweeting out some things about gen 9 here and there i think they officially kind of tweeted the starter pokemon just the other day so we're slowly getting uh new information about scarlet and violet and hopefully uh it just doesn't stop and then it keeps going all right that's pretty much it for the pokemon presents i think we're ready to wrap up this episode with the course as we always do with the pokedex trivia where i read to you an entry a Pokedex entry from any of the Pokemon games about a mystery Pokemon that you have to guess. I do give you a few hints uh, in the time that you have to think about it, but as soon as I'm done giving hints, I pretty much wrap it up and say, lock in your answer, and then I reveal what that Pokemon is. So, if you're ready, here we go. This is the entry for your mystery Pokemon. It launches kicks while spinning. If it spins at high speed, it may bore its way into the ground. Now, in my mind, right, it, I kind of think, initially think drill, right? Drilling its way to the ground. But if you remember from the first part, it mentions kicks. So think of some a Pokemon that can kick and spin its way to the ground. If that doesn't give it away, I don't know what will. But if you need other hints, this is a stage one Pokemon, meaning that it's a uh, second, ev like a evolution to a basic Pokemon. Uh, it has the hidden ability Steadfast. It is a monotype Pokemon. And this Pokemon was first introduced in Generation 2. Also, this Pokemon had an awesome pokemon stadium minigame in pokemon stadium 2 just saying one of the best if not actually they were all great but still i think this one i played a lot okay i think that's enough hints because i honestly think in my personal opinion this pokedex entry was a little easy so i'm gonna read it to you one more time it launches kicks while spinning if it spins at high speed it may bore its way into the ground all right, lock in your answer, lock in your guess, whatever it could be, whatever you think it is. Here we go. The answer is none other than number 237, Hitmontop, the handstand Pokemon. The kick, the spinning, like that's the only Pokemon that comes to my head when I think of spinning kick. Like, I'm sure there are other Pokemon that can do spin kicks, Hitmonlee, but spinning and kicking very much seems like a Hitmontop kind of thing. 
Okay, Hitmontop, not that bad of a Pokemon. Like I said, had a great Pokemon 2 Stadium mini game, right? Every, you have like five Hitmontops that are crashing, like cla yeah, crashing into each other. You have to knock out your buddies out of the arena and be the last Hitmontop standing. Awesome mini game. Um, I don't think it's that great of a fighter. Uh, it is one of those weird, like, Tyro. Okay, so to get this Pokemon, right, you had to evolve a Tyrogue at level 20, but its attack and defense have to equal each other out. Which, you know, if there weren't data miners, if there weren't people that knew inside information about this, if there's no strategy guide behind uh, this game, who would have thought to have done that? Because then in order to get, like, Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan, either attack or defense has to be, like, more than, like, the, the highest stat for that for Tyrogue. But to get them equal, I think it's, like, something you can't normally do randomly. Like, you can, but I think your easiest bet, if I recall correctly, is, like, making sure you feed it, like, the certain vitamins it needs um, to equal themselves out. Something along those lines. But, yeah, uh, you know, it's It's fine definitely i think of the three evolutions i almost want to say him on top is my favorite but again i think that's i'm just biased because of course that pokemon stadium 2 mini game can't talk about it enough trivia we got three bullet points of trivia here of course all this information comes from bulbapedia Unlike Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan, none of Hitmontop's names in any language derive from famous people that is true right because Hitmonlee, you got um Bruce Lee, him on Chan, Jackie Chan, him on top, uh, Carrot Top, maybe? <laughs> I doubt it, obviously. Uh, let's see, second bullet point. Him on top can learn the most priority moves of all Pokemon, with 14 increased priority moves and 2 decreased priority moves. Okay, could be handy in some sort of battle, I'm sure. And then the last bullet point of info, though him on top shares the ability Steadfast with Tyrogue, a Steadfast Tyro cannot evolve into a Hitmontop with the same ability, as Steadfast is Tyro's second ability and Hitmontop's hidden ability. So then you would have to, like, I guess you would have to keep evolving until you get the hidden ability one? Huh, interesting. Okay. Well, that's about it for this Pokemon. I don't even know what a shiny looks like. Uh, is there a way to check that in here? I feel like there should be, but I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time, uh, looking for it. It's like I said, it's an okay Pokemon. I definitely think it sticks out as among the Johto Pokemon, um, as definitely being unique. The design is very cool. Um, I do like that it's always spinning on its head and kicking of the three. Definitely probably my favorite one. But I think that's, that's all I can really say about it. Nothing like that gets me really excited, but nothing like disappointed at all either okay well that just about wraps up this episode again i apologize for the weird edit uh hopefully it doesn't happen again um thank you for listening thank you for tuning in hey uh i know i haven't really been pushing a lot of reviews comments and all that stuff um hey i just i just like doing this for fun I just like having conversations. I like sharing my opinions. And I definitely want to hear your opinions. So please feel free to comment, right? Not a scam here. I'm actually being serious. Comment and then, you know, leave an opinion or something. And let's let's, let's have a dialogue and talk about the games. Talk about the excitement for Gen 9. Um, I think that's what a lot of these podcasts, what I, what I enjoyed the most out of listening to all these podcasts that I do that are Pokemon Center. And it's about sharing our thoughts and having these conversations with other people and understanding perspectives. I think that's the coolest part to it. 
and uh yeah so you know if if you haven't noticed too spotify uh allows like ways to engage the audience so i sometimes put like a, a poll that you can respond to or put a question that you can respond to and by all means if you if you participate in either of those i'll try to bring it up if you have a question you can post it on there and or, or i'm sorry uh, reply to my question i post there i'll, I'll say it in the next episode um yeah that'd be kind of cool to share out the information with you guys and uh if you want to follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter and instagram at spartan strike zero seven and if you just want to listen to these episodes through YouTube, maybe because that's your ideal way of listening to podcasts, then you can find uh, the YouTube channel at Spartan. Uh, yeah, it's still Spartan Strike Zero Seven, I believe. It's just my my standard uh, username. Uh, it's not the the podcast name. Um, I don't know if I ever plan on separating it. Uh, the podcast to its own YouTube channel. I doubt it. Um, but speaking of YouTube, again, I also want to say thank you. A thousand more times for all you new recent subscribers um, that came from my co uh, binder collection video, or at least I would assume my binder collection video because I'm getting a lot more comments on it recently. Um, but I appreciate it. Thank you for taking that time to subscribe, and hopefully you're listening to these episodes. And thank you uh, for for tuning in on those. Um, yeah, that that wraps it up. That's it. I'm out. I'm done. Thank you, everyone. Looking forward to talking to you next time, where we can talk about everything and everything. Anything and everything? Anything and everything Pokemon.